Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Pastor Stevie, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday night, we're so glad to have you. And if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airwaves, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the kingdom business at hand. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. So if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would now join me in a word of prayer so we can sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you now teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name. I pray. Well, beloved, we're going to part four of your victory is guaranteed. You know, as we go through this life, God has equipped us with a plan, with a a process and, and, and provisions that make our walk easy and our life filled with light. You can see that in Matthew chapter 28, excuse me, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, when he said that he wants us to take, come unto him if we have it laid, and he'll give you rest. That tells me that God was not interested in us uh, being disgusted and busted and can't be trusted. He didn't want us to be in the position where we were always in distress or dis-ease. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, because my yoke 
is easy. My burden is light. I mean, right there you have three promises, beloved. He, he wants you to have rest in the yoke that's easy and with the burden that's light. Come on, y'all. I mean, this, this is what God wants for us. But yet we see believers struggling and wandering around in the fog. To me, that doesn't resemble an inheritance. See, because God has called us again to that which is at rest, easy, and light. Okay? We, 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 the yoke in that day was what they used uh, for the beast of burdens. And they would put two bulls together, and then they would allow the work that had to be done to be shared between the two as opposed to just the one doing all the work all the time. That's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants, he takes the lion's share of the work, beloved. That's why he says stuff like this. Cast all of your care upon him because he cares for you. See, when you understand what God has, the delight that he wants you to enjoy, see, then you'll be able to say, okay, God, I'm not the one that has to do this. I'm the one that must submit to the plan that you have, to the process that you have, to the provisions that you already have. And then when I do that, I connect with you at that level. Okay. Please, please, let's begin to understand that, that this process that God has called us to is a process of already guaranteed victory. It's not a victory that we have to work for, beloved. It's a victory that we enter into. Take my yoke upon you and then find out what I'm doing. Learn of me. He didn't say take the yoke and work harder. He said take the yoke and learn. Take the yoke with the position of heart that you're going to submit and to surrender. Okay? You don't have to take the lead in this because Jesus has already done the work and then declared it is finished. See, we we, we need to really cause our hearts to grasp that in fullness. Okay? Your, Your job, according to Proverbs 3, is to trust in the Lord with A-L-L all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. I would submit to you that if you're leaning to your own understanding, you are departing from the promise of God that says you would have a yoke, easy, burden, light experience that guides you in rest. Okay? Again, he said, if you're heavy laden, if you labor, He says, come to me and I will give you rest. He didn't say I will give, he didn't even say I will give you an assignment. He said, I'll give you rest because we're yoked together. We are co-laborers with God. Why is it that we, I don't know, think that it's because we are connected that we have to do all the work, which would include coming up with the plan and processes that's necessary for victory. See, I don't have to do that. 
I can listen at him, and he will give me steps. He says, if I would trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding, but in all of my ways, if I would simply acknowledge him, he then would direct my path with an S. See, so then I'm not just stuck in, in one way of doing it. God will give me the ability to have multiple places that the devil can't even find me. Okay, maybe we didn't hear that. You remember that the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and righteous people, they run into the tower, and they are safe. Okay, safe from what? Let's just, maybe we should find that out. Am I safe from the attack? Probably so, but that would that be it? Or am I safe from the burden that I was carrying prior to my entrance into the name of the Lord? See, the, the, I, I come into a tower, beloved. Come on. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I come into a tower, and in that tower, I look at things differently. He didn't just tell you that you would come into a room. That would be good, I guess. But he says that if you run into the name of the Lord, you enter into a tower that is strong. A tower gives me an elevated position, doesn't it? Not only can my, wow, that's good, sir. Not only do my enemies have a hard time looking at me, seeing me, finding me, I can look down on them from a distance. A strong tower. And then I'm in that tower in the place of safety. You know, I have found that I learn best at rest. I learn less through stress. I'll say that again. I have found that I learn best at rest. I learn less through stress. So then when I enter into this strong tower, the expectation I should have, according to what he said, is I should have an expectation of rest because he just made my yoke easy. He just made my burden light. See? So then if I'm saying that I'm in the proper fellowship with him and I'm still going through I'm still going up the rough side of the mountain. I need to hear scripture from a different perspective because he promised me that if I would come unto him, being in a bad position, being heavy laden, being in, 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 in working myself to a, to a frazzle, he said if I would come to him in that position, there must be an exchange. I will then give you rest. He said, notice he didn't even say he would give me reward. He said he would give me something completely different than reward. He would give me rest. I might think or feel that I've worked my way up to this point. So at, at, when I get to the end of whatever that point is, now I've got to get busy working again, don't I? Well, he said, if I would come to him, if I would learn of him, that he would then give me rest. See? As I understand it, rest doesn't actually come with a time limit on it, does it? Mm. Because he's going to give me perpetually. From that point on, he's going to give me rest. I can be at rest 
from the position of victory, I can be at rest and then hear what my next steps are going to be because my next steps are ordered of the Lord. They're not just engineered by me. See, because I don't yet know what's going to happen tomorrow. God does. He speaks my future into manifestation. It's already in existence because my steps are already preordained, okay? But he speaks them into manifestation. In other words, he allows me to hear what to do. I acknowledge him in all my ways, and then he will, he shall. Okay, let me just go quote it exactly. He shall. The word shall is an absolute imperative, okay? That means that it's not a a question of if anymore. This is a shall option that he gave me. This is the assurance of my deliverance. I acknowledge him in all of my ways, and then he shall direct my path. See? I mean, even if I, okay, we'll just do it this way. Even if I was thinking, you shouldn't, but even if I was thinking that the devil's going to meet me, uh, there's a a bear in the street, okay? That was one of the things Proverbs said. The man gave gave him information, but the man said, I didn't go because I thought there was a bear, and I was going to run into opposition, okay? You shouldn't think like that because you have preordained steps, all right? But even if you do, then I would submit to you that shall has to kick in in your life, into your thinking, because he shall direct your past. So if I think the devil's going to be over here and is going to try to stop me over here, well, he gave you paths with an S. Glory to God. God is the one that's every place at the same time. The devil can't be in every place at the same time, because the Bible teaches us that he only seeks those that he can devour. It didn't say, and the devil is going to devour everybody. He said he has to seek, if you would. He's got to find out where you are, find out what you believe. See? Because as you function in the path that God has already preordained for you, your victory is guaranteed. This is the position that we're going to have to really flow in as we go into uh, this season because the, the, the world's systems have already failed and are failing. Amen. I mean, you can look around and see. They have no answers. They are living. <laughs> there was a song in my generation, and the temptations were prophesying. They're living in a ball of confusion. Amen. See, they don't have an anchor to their soul. See, they're the ones that are driven by every wind of doctrine, tossed to and fro. But see, my steps are ordered of the Lord. My steps come out of the word shall, absolute imperative. Okay? So then I would submit to you that if you are still connecting with God at the place of questions, then you need to remove yourself from the place of questions and function in the place of answers. Amen. 
in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, he says, call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Notice, 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 notice. He says, what I'm going to show you are things that you don't yet know. Didn't say things that you had to find out. These are things that are already established, but you simply don't know them. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are not destroyed because of the attack. My people are destroyed because they don't understand. Lack of knowledge. Okay? I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying these scriptures to you so that you can hear them and then uh, expand your understanding by the word of God. See? I, I don't have to, really, I don't have to uh, be concerned about the end of a thing. All I need to know is I'm on the right path. Amen. Because God has already established my end, establishes my goings, my comings and my goings. See? He is wanting us to live in the promise. Okay? Is that not what he called us to? The promised land? Okay, well, I just said the way it said. He said we are called to the promised E.D. land. Okay? In other words, the promise has already been established. Did you get that? The E.D. is a past, past tense connotation. Is that correct? So we're... We are the ones that have been called to promised land. It is also a promised land. It is full of promise. I get that. But it has already been established. God just causes it to come into manifestation as I agree with him. Because if I can get people to agree on earth, he said, if any two agree on earth as touching anything that they should ask of the Father, it shall, there's that absolute imperative again, be done for them. Okay, so things are going to get even more interesting for those that are living without covenant. That's what we want to kind of talk about. We want this is why your 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 victory is guaranteed because it was settled by covenant. You know, it, it's it's good enough that it was settled by promise. That's good, but it was settled by covenant. You are blood bought. That's covenant relationship. See, that's the strongest relationship that, that, that you can enter into is a covenant by blood. Amen. That's why he said, come unto me. I'll be your covenant partner. See, I'll be the one that will cause you to hear promise, understand promise, walk in promise. Because I established your life so that the promise that I've spoken will be the promise you enjoy. Enjoy, beloved. He has given you all things richly to enjoy. Okay? I, I, I keep going back over these things um, because in our thinking, they have not really been established. See? They, when, when they are established, then I walk in them. Okay. All right. When you see a chair in the room, the reason that you go and sit in that chair because you have confidence that that chair is going to support you. 
If you walk over to a chair and you see that the legs are broken, you have no confidence in that chair, do you? So then you might go over there and touch the chair, shake the chair to see if, in fact, it's going to hold you. But when you have confidence in the chair, then you simply sit in the chair and rest. Amen. That's what the Word of God wants you to do. It wants you to know that his promise is sure. It is steadfast. You don't have to question, is it going to work? Has it been spoken? This is what God has promised. He says, I will not alter the thing that is going forth out of my mouth. For God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Shall he not make it good? Has he not spoken it? Shall he not bring it to pass? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. See, this is confidence here. See, when I come unto him, if I'm frustrated, if I'm laboring, if I have heavy laden, he says, he says I'm going to exchange something. I'm going to give you rest. Call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He's not going to show you things that are not there. He's going to show you things that you don't know. The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. See? He wants you to come with a heart of expectation. Okay? We are we have been we are no longer bastards. We are sons. Amen. See, if you think that your connection is, is iffy, then you're not functioning as a son. A son has promises that are already written in the covenant. See? A, a, a son is no longer operating as a pauper, a beggar. A son knows who he is. See, that's why when you you come into the place where the name of Jesus, which is how we enter into the covenant relationship, because the name has been given unto all men. There is no other name given among men whereby they must be saved. See, the name causes us to be able to have that assurance because I'm called by his name. I'm a family member. Okay, which causes me to then be able to enjoy all of the benefits of the family covenant. When when I go home, okay, I was as I was growing up. When I would go home, and I was hungry, what I would do is I would go to the refrigerator, and I would open the refrigerator to see what food. Listen at this, I wanted to eat. It was already in the refrigerator, beloved. It was already prepared for me. I would simply open the refrigerator and see what food I wanted to eat. My satisfaction, come on, y'all, my satisfaction was already guaranteed. Now, if I wanted something that was not made, that was still a provision that was there, too. Because you can open up a cabinet, a cupboard, and you would see the ingredients to make whatever it was that I thought I wanted to make. My supply had already been provided. 
That's what the word provision means. The word, the, the, the three letters pro means in advance, I saw what you needed. I have what you need, and I've got it in advance. He is the provider. I didn't even know vide was a word at first. I thought it was all one. No, the, the three letters P-R-O means in advance. Your need is made available in advance. Did not Jesus himself say that? For your father is in heaven. He knows what you have need of before you ask. See? So he's not waiting for you to, to, to come up with um, the situation that you can present to him. He's already made your provision in advance. But because we think that God is unaware of what's happening in our lives, we think that this temptation that's in front of us is something new. Beloved, again, it says there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear, and will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. See, he's, he's inviting you into a finished work, not in, in, into a place where your fears drive you. Okay, come on, come on, come on, y'all. This is probably what has happened to most of us. We have been driven by our fears rather than walk in faith. Okay? See, the, the, the enemy wants to toss you to and fro, and he will use your fears to cause you to move away from the promise that God has made for you. If you're heavy laden, if you are tired of working, he said, come to me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Okay, okay, okay. See, he's trying to, 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 to open up your understanding. When he says, I'm meek and lowly in heart, that means he's not prideful against you. He's not standing against you in pride demanding of you something that you don't even have the ability to execute. He says, I don't think like that. I am meek and lowly in my heart. I, I, I saw you, and Ezekiel said, I saw you in your own blood, dying in your own blood, and I said to you in that place of weakness and despair, I said to you, live. Because he's meek and lowly in heart. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Okay? He says, if you have this situation where you're tired and, and you've been heavy laden, you done missed it 12, 13 times since yesterday morning. He says, okay, good. I'm going to give you something in exchange for that uh, expression of despair that you have. See, we have allowed our fears to move us. Rather than our faith, mm, rather than our faith to give us rest. Wow, wow. I hope you saw that. Our faith is supposed to, designed to take us to the place of victory, which is the place of rest. 
This is the word. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the this is the the way he said it. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Victory by faith. Victory in faith. Rest comes out of that because I have confidence that this is the victory that overcomes. See? So then I don't have to, okay, good, 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 good. Okay, I'm just hearing what I hear. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So then as I activate my faith, my steps then are steps that are sure steps. They're not steps in questions, steps in fear. This is the victory that overcomes the world. See? So then it would help us to know that because the promise has been given to us, then I can experience the victory that the promise gave me. Okay? It's not that the promise is giving me. This is the promise that he's already gave me, past tense. Okay? So then, then I, 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 my next step is, is not a step in fear. My next step is a step in faith, which now God can honor and cause the thing that you've been believing for, the thing that you've been seeking, he can cause it to come into manifestation because you're walking in the dimension where victory happens. Come on, y'all. There are no victories that have ever happened in your life through fear. Amen. Because the Bible teaches us fear has torment. Amen. Even if I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, even if I was able to take a step in fear, I'll know that it's not going to be enjoyable because the step that I just took in fear, fear has torment. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to work today. I don't know if this is going to work for the right time. See, I'm taking steps in fear as opposed to going to God, finding the promise, and allow that promise. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So I allow that promise to build me up to the place where I have assurance that whatever I ask in his name, according to his will, he will give it me. See, this is how the process of faith should work in our lives. Because what he promised is if I came to him with the, in the labor and in the heavy laden position, there is an exchange that I should look for. He will give me rest. Now I have to take his yoke, okay, upon me. I, I was just going to highlight these scriptures and go on, but I'm digging into them so that we can see how to walk this thing out. He said, take my yoke upon you. All right. What is the yoke of the Lord? Okay. That would be a a question, wouldn't it? Well, the yoke of the Lord or the thing that connects you to God is his love. Amen. So then when I take the yoke of his love, then I cannot think that he's accusing me at the same time he's trying to love me. Did you get that? See, his yoke that he's asking me to come into is the yoke of love. For God so loved 
the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have life everlasting. Where does that sound like he's going to jack you up? See, he said, take my yoke, the position that I've given, the offering that I've made to you so that you can enter into victory. Because my love does not fail, he tells us. Love covers a multitude of sin. So that's what God is connecting me, wants me to be connected to him with, by this love. Okay? So then if I have the yoke of that love, then I'm not feeling condemned because of what I didn't do, what I couldn't do. Because that's not the yoke that he's wanting me to participate in. He said, take this yoke and learn how this yoke works. Learn of me. Amen. See? So then I start with the victory because his love covered my mistakes. Maybe let's try it that way. I start with the victory because his love covered my mistakes. See? So he's inviting me into this love. He wants me to learn about this love. See? A love that does not fail. A love that does not quit. A love, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, that does not count a wrong that was done to it. This is the love of God. This is the yoke of God that he wants you to learn of. See? Because then I don't have to live in fear, function out of fear. I I can recognize that it's his mercy, his loving kindness. That's what causes me to, 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 to be changed. It says it's the mercy of God that leads me unto repentance. He knows you didn't know any better. He knows that. And so then he extends mercy to you so that he can teach you how the love of God covered that. See? And, of course, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's going to try to destroy your understanding of that love. He wants you to think that it's based on your works. And then because it's based on your works, you're going to end up coming up short because your works don't get you to victory. Your works get you to fatigue, as a matter of fact. Your works are going to take you to the person that's tired. And he said, I need for you, if you're tired, stop doing that. Come unto me. I know you've been trying to to, 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 to equate your works to righteousness. I know that's what you've been trying to do. But your righteousness is as filthy rags. And then you're going to know that, come to the place of, of dealing with that, and you're going to say, it didn't reach, and you're right. It never will reach. He says, if you're tired of that, please come here, and I'm going to exchange. I'm going to give you rest. Mercy is understood as this. When I don't get what I deserve, that would be mercy. I did the wrong thing, and I didn't get what I deserve. That's his mercy, and that's good. But God called us to a higher level. Grace is defined as that what happens when I get 
what I don't deserve. Mercy is I don't get what I deserve. Grace is when I get what I don't deserve. I didn't deserve to to end up in victory, but grace covered me. And so now, because I went to the place where the mercy said, I'm not going to get what I deserve, now I can utilize the mercy and the grace, and I can now experience the exchange. I will now get what I never deserved. I didn't deserve salvation. His grace gave me that. The the mercy led me to the place where the grace can now become active in my heart's position. And I'll say, yeah, God wants me to have that in spite of me. While we were yet sinners, he, Christ died for us in spite of me. He wants me to experience this love. Take his yoke upon me, and then learn of what the yoke connection was. Okay? Because he's not prideful like I would be, and I would be hurt in my pride and say, you did this, you did this, you did this, so I'm going to make you suffer. No, that's not what God does. He says, I am meek and lowly in heart. He said, I promise that if you come to me, take my yoke, that you will find rest unto your souls. You'll find rest in the position of heart that causes you to stop fighting against the one that wants to cover you with his love, cover you with his grace. That's what God is interested in doing. See, because God has this descriptive of love, God so loved. We might can say we love and we find a way to get, you know, this or that done. But God doesn't just love. He so loves. Amen. See? He, he, he's going to always start with the greater. Amen. When you meet or come in contact with God, he's always at the place of greater. Amen. See? And, and, and that, that's what we, we need to understand. We, we, we need to comprehend that. Because he's starting with more than enough. See, he doesn't just barely forgive your sins, beloved. He completely forgives your sin. He's more than enough. And so as you allow him to be more than enough, then you will find rest for your soul, the place where the, the mind, the will, and the emotions are, 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 are housed. So then you'll stop fighting God, trying to think that, okay, I need to do this so that God will give me. No, God already started with more than you thought you would need because he's so loved. Okay? He, he's wanting you to enter into the dimension, well, he wants you to enter into the dimension that you were created for, all right? Because when he created Adam, he created Adam to enjoy all. Amen. Flat out. There was nothing that Adam needed. Adam was so satisfied in God, the man didn't even know he was naked. Come on, y'all. I mean, just, I, I say it in a simple way so that we can get it. And even when uh, the, the things, Adam never uh, had a conversation with God that said, God, I'm not complete. 
God had the conversation in himself and said, it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, I want you to get that. He brought to Adam everything, every animal that was on the earth, and the Bible says there was not a help that was fit or meat for Adam. And so God says, now, I'll make one that's exactly for him. And he caused Adam to go to sleep, and then out of his rib, out of his side, he took a rib, and then he made for the man that which was made out of the man. Okay? So then that helps you to to understand that you cannot um, cause yourself to be satisfied from something that's on the outside because God didn't satisfy man from that which was on the outside. God took the man's inside, the rib that was inside the man, and brought it unto the man so the man can experience fulfillment from that which was already in him. Okay, I want you to get that. And because a lot of times we'll try to, to, to find fulfillment on the outside. It's not there, okay, so that you get it. Let's just read it like it was. It said God brought everything that was on the outside to the man, and the man was not satisfied. Okay, the man could not be satisfied because he, he was unaware of this. It, God has a place that you will become unaware of your need because of the glory that's covering your life. Oh, that was good, Lord. He has a place that you will not even be aware of your need because of the glory of God. Because Adam, when he was created, he was crowned with glory and honor. And that for the man, oh, Lord, this is good. And that for the man was enough. The man was not looking for a wife. The man was enjoying the glory of God. But God says, I want to take the man to another level. And nothing from the outside is going to open the door for him to enter into that, uh, that next level. So God took what was on the inside of the man, the rib that was inside the man, and made what man needed, help that is fit for him. And then when Adam saw, glory to come on, y'all, whoo, that's just good. When, God, when Adam saw what God had done, as soon as he saw the woe man, the, the, the man with the womb, as soon as he saw the woman, as soon as he saw the woman, man, he said, oh, this is for me. This is not bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. See, there was an inner knowing that caused Adam to say, this is what will complete me. This is good. Wow, Lord. Because you remember, every time God made something, he would say, this is good. When he made man, he said, this is very good. And when he made the woman, Adam said, this is good. This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, fit and able help for me. And then the direction and the, the, the covenant relationship that God had, he began to speak to man, both male and female, because that's the way he created them, T-H-E-M. And he began to tell them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. He invited them, come on, y'all, he invited them into the best part of the plan of God. If you are heavy laden, 
If you labor hard, come unto me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Take this love. Learn about this love. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I just keep seeing things. This is just a powerful, pregnant scripture. He said, take my yoke and learn. Take my love and learn. That's why I said you learn best at rest. You learn less through stress. Take my love and learn. Because that's the thing that connects you and me. Do not try to to understand God. Wow, Lord. Do not try to understand God through lack. Amen. Have you thought, uh, like, okay, you know, God doesn't want me to have this, and then the becauses come out? Because, well, my mama and them never had this. Nobody in my family had this. So you're trying to approach God, learn about God through lack. He doesn't want you to do that. Otherwise, he would have not said, take my yoke and learn of me. Amen. Take this love. Receive the love. Now learn about love. As I'm spending my time learning about love, I'm not going to be confronting lack because love never fails. Take my yoke and learn of me. So then if you're thinking God doesn't want you to have something because he's mad at you, see, he says, no, 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 I'm meek and lowly in heart. That cannot be God. See? So then when you, when you, as you're thinking, these are personal thoughts that you have, that you've been trained in, that causes you to push away from God, to, to pull away from God, to be separated from God, when he's all of the time calling you unto himself. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Okay, okay. See, I just said, don't try to learn about God from lack. Amen. Learn about God. Jesus said it this way. The reason I'm here, the thief comes not for but to steal, kill, and destroy. But the reason I'm here, but I am come, that you might have life, and you might have that life more abundantly. So I I want you to take my yoke upon you and learn of the abundance of my love. Take my yoke and deal with that. Answer the frustrations of your life with the love of God. And and, and when I say that, I don't mean to just make a, a, a mental assent to it. I mean, cause it to be the thing that moves you. You allow fear to move you. Let's learn how to let love move us. Because it says it's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we have our being. So why am I trying to allow things from the outside to try to satisfy me? God made the woman from that which was inside the man. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's wanting to satisfy your life from that which he put in. That's why it tells us, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will cause that which is placed in your heart to be then understood by you so you can walk in it. See? 
But a lot of times we have tried to uh, comprehend God through our lack, through our hurt. We would say things like, if God loved me, this wouldn't happen. Okay, let me just address that. The answer comes from inside. It says, guard your heart diligently. Why? Because out of your heart flows the issues of your life. So whatever the issues that's happening in your life, they were already present where? In your heart. Guard your heart diligently. For out of this heart flows the issues of life. See? When you hide the word in there, according to Proverbs chapter 4, then you get the revelations necessary to cause your life to be altered, to change. Take my yoke up on you and learn of me. And then you'll find rest to your soul. All of those questions that you've been asking, all of those frustrations that you've been experiencing, he will cause those things to be removed because you understand the yoke, which is the love of God, that he's given for us to enter into victory. Beloved, I hope I'm making this plain for you. Say, what I'm trying to do is to, to, to help you go from glory to glory. Say, help you go from faith to faith. Because these things are already known on the inside of you. They're already known. They might be sleep. They might be hidden. Okay? But when you hear them, faith comes alive. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as you hear the faith that's in the word of God, then the transfer of life, because the transfer of light happens. The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. With all thy getting, get understanding. Get wisdom. See? These things have already been deposited on the inside of you. I, I'm trying to cause them to come alive. See? Cause you to decide that you're going to be the one that now lives life from the faith of God that he's given unto every man. See? Wow, wow, wow. The faith of God that he's given unto every man. The devil comes to bring doubt, fear, and frustration into manifestation. That's what circumstances are defined as. Things circled around you, standing against you. See? And God wants you to live from the inside out. He told us to consider the birds of the field. Okay? When was the last time you saw a bird in Macy's or in, the, uh, 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 in Sears trying to buy, buy some clothes? They, they don't do that because their clothing comes from the inside out. Their feathers grow from the inside out. And he wants you to, to understand that your life happens exactly the same way as it blossoms because the inside, it, ooh, glory to God, because the inside word now can push out into the situations of your life so that they can push back all of the darkness. The stuff on the inside, out of your heart, comes the issues of life. So let's just look at it. It comes the issues of life. Would clothing be an issue of life? I would say that it would be. So then out of your guarded heart comes the clothing of life. Uh, does finances come? Is that an issue of life? I would say that it is. 
So then we can say that out of your heart comes the finances of life. Amen. Our relationships, our relationships, the issues of life, yes. And how do you protect and guard and make them right? Out of your heart comes the relationships of life. Oh, beloved, I'm, I'm hoping that you see this. I'm hoping that you see this. Because this is the, the way that you're supposed to live. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does it mean? That your heart, because the abundance of, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the things that's in your heart in abundance, God wants that to be a, a, a God-ordained position of heart so that you would speak from a God-ordained position of victory. You would say those things that be not as though they were because they're in your heart. And as your mouth moves because of an abundance of the heart, then your life is going to be changed. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Every time, all the time. He's not going to change that. That is a law that is established. That is the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say so he's wanting us to participate at, at the higher level. Say this is not just so I can get uh, uh, things that look good. No. Is it an issue for life? Yeah. Well, then since it's an issue of life, it's going to come out of my heart. But in order for it to flow in, in, in the place where I will approve of it, then I'm going to have to guard my heart diligently. See, I'm going to have to stop the enemy from sowing seeds in my heart, seeds of discord, seeds of failure, seeds of, I'm going to have to stop him from sowing those seeds. The Bible says, while the man slept, the enemy came and sowed tares in his, in his field. See, so I'm going to have to stop that. I'm going to have to, okay, well, one way to stop that, you can see it this way. God says to meditate on the word day and night. Come on now. So let me just help me. I'm trying to understand. If I'm meditating on the word day and night, that would probably include the time when I'm sleeping. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost, who doesn't sleep, who doesn't slumber, the Holy Ghost will bring to your remembrance what Jesus has said. While you're sleeping, meditating on the word of God, God would drop into your heart a path that you should take. Then you will be able to see that. And then when you wake up and you're faced with whatever it is, the answer is already there. Because God will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation. At the time the devil's trying to get that word out of your heart, God will give you the word that will sustain you. When I first got saved, I noticed this. That after I said the confession of faith that, that leads to salvation, the devil came and said, you can't be saved. Now, wait a minute. Why didn't he stop me from getting saved before I got saved, if that was going to be true? Because he only comes to steal that which was yours. He didn't come to tell me I couldn't be saved before I got saved. He waited till I got saved to, to, to argue with the fact that I am saved by saying you can't be saved. I mean, did you track that? 
He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He cannot steal what you do not have. So then that means I must have it. His presence tells me I must have it because he's coming to steal it. I know most of the time we don't think this way. We think the devil is, is the one that's the most powerful in our thinking. I, we might say the other stuff, but we still think this because we don't approach God to, to enjoy what he said we should enjoy. Look at what he said. Come unto me, all that labor, and I have it laid, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. You will be able to dismiss, as the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. Notice he didn't tell us to give the devil permanent residence in our thinking, did he? We're supposed to cast down every high thought. Every thought and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of the word, against the knowledge of God, against the knowledge of love. We say it this way. Come on. He said, take my yoke and learn of me. So if there is something that is trying to attack my understanding of love, because that's who he is. He is love. <laughs> Even the Commodores do evil. <laughs> and say, Jesus is love. <laughs> so then if, if there's something that, that, that comes into my thinking or into the sphere of my understanding that is going to take away how I learn of love, then I need to stop that. I need to dismiss that. I need to short circuit that. See, I only understand God as a God of love every time, all the time. In fact, it physically says it in the Bible that God is love. didn't say God has love. I'm sorry. I'm just reading scripture. He said God is love. Amen. So then if God is love, that would help me understand that anything that comes from him has to be love. And I'm not talking about the the pretty thought that says, you know, that my misery is some kind of way going to give God glory. Then my question would be, if that's the way you're going to think, that your misery is some kind of way giving God glory, then why did he send the word to heal you and to deliver you? Because you are in trouble, you're in uh, frustrations, anxieties, and fears, then if he sent the word, why would he send the word if he wanted you to endure that pain, endure that trouble? Why would he send the word to you if you already are in the will of God, the, the place of I'm going to give God glory through this, this, this trial? I understand turning everything for good. I get that. That's a different place. But if my expectation is bad, then that's different. See, I have no hope then. See? And without hope, we're going to be most miserable. Okay? He said, take my yoke. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Again, come on. Just look at what he says here. I'm trying to get to my next scripture, y'all, but it's just so much in this that should help us to, to, to be victorious perpetually. He said, take my yoke or take my love and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest of your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So then when I'm going through all of the, 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 the challenges that, that, that I've accepted as the will of God, is that easy? Is that light? Probably not. Because if it was, really, if it was, then I wouldn't be trying to get out of it, would I? 
I wouldn't be, you know, this was one I heard Killer, Brother Killer say, Killer Copeland. He said that, that 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 if you think that's the will of God, and you got you was you you came in contact with cancer, you contracted cancer, then if that's the will of God for your life, what are you doing going to the doctor? Okay, you're going to the doctor so he can give you some 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 rest. That's why you went to the doctor. Well, Jesus said if you'd come to me and learn of me, then you won't have to have a second, third, and fourth, and fifth. Uh, opinion of a thing, you can learn what I think of it. That's what the lady did when she had the issue of blood. She had already spent all her money. She said the doctors couldn't help her. And she came back and said, well, wait a minute. I remember this promise that says the Son of God shall come. And when he comes, he will have healing in his wings. And so then she rehearsed that. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I- I- I'll be made whole. I, I will no longer be subject to temporary uh, feel-good times because the medicine is working. I'll be made whole. And so she came in the press behind and touched the hem of his garment. That's where the wings were. Those are those uh, blue tassels that was on the side of the robe. Okay? That's what that was. They called those the wings. And, and she knew that there was healing in the wings. And so she came in the press behind, and she touched the hem of the garment. And then Jesus said, whoa, 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 oh, who touched me? And the disciples said, come on now, Jesus, everybody in the place is touching you. He said, no, I'm not talking about uh, uh, came in contact with material. They came in contact with a promise. For I perceive that virtue has come out of me. Somebody understood what was said when healing would be in the wings. And so they came, and they didn't have to come and ask me, glory to God, look at it, look at it. They didn't have to come and ask permission of me. The promise was already given. The promise was already sure. Amen. So when she said in herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, that was the connection that Jesus was looking for. And he said, okay, no, 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 no. I perceive virtue. Has departed. And then he looked for the woman. I want you to get God, look at God, how he does this. He looked for the woman. He turned all about, the Bible said. He looked for her. And then she said, okay, I know he's talking to me. No, he's looking for me. So then she said, uh, let me tell you everything that happened. Okay? And then Jesus said, okay, you can now go your way. Your faith has made you whole. See? This is the, 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 the coming to him because I'm tired, heavy laden, burdened. He says, and I expect this exchange. He's going to give me rest. He's not going to tell me 15 more things that I got to do to try to line up so that I can have this rest. He says, once you come to me, I will give it to you. Now, what I give you I need for you to work with it from a different perspective. I need you to take my love upon you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He said, take my love upon you. Notice he did not say, take my love with you. Mm-mm-mm. He said, take my yoke upon you. In other words, I need for you and my love to be connected. I need you and my love to be one. Take it upon you. Be covered in his love. Come on. When you put clothes up on you, you are covered with the clothes. Is that correct? So that everything, mm, 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 this is just so good, Lord. Everything in your life changes because what is upon you. If you have dirty clothes on, then people look at you differently, don't they? 
because of what is upon you. But if you have uh, goodly garments on, they have, they look at you different because of what is upon you. Amen. So he said, take my love upon you. Don't dismiss a promise because you have the love of God upon you. Amen. It's even more interesting. The garments that, that were worn in that day, they would also testify. You remember when the uh, uh, the person that was uh, blind, he was a beggar. He had on him beggar clothes so that the people that saw him, they would identify him as a beggar. And then he said, oh, Lord, have mercy upon me. And Jesus said, okay, good, I'll do that. And the man took off his robe. What did he take off? He took off the identity that he had lived in for so long. He took his robe off, his begging garment. He took it off and came to Jesus. That's why God is telling us right here, take my yoke, take my love upon you. Live in it. Because my love will answer everything that, glory to God, my love will answer everything that touches your life. If you have a heart that's hurt, my love will take over, change that hurt, and I will allow you to walk in, live in my love. It will address whatever is happening to you, upon you. Take my love upon you. I'm hoping y'all see this exchange. I'm hoping y'all see this. See? Because when we when we do that perpetually, then we'll become accustomed. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We'll become accustomed to victory. Because he told us as spiritual warriors, take unto you the whole armor of God. That you will be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore. I want you to stand in a different understanding, in a position of exchange and hope. I need you to stand therefore. Dressed differently. Dressed in the love of God. The love of God is, yes, the armor of God. The love of God is, yes, the victory of God. The love of God is, yes, the patience of God. Because he said it this way, the fruit of the Spirit is love. All of the other manifestations that we're looking for is because love lets these things display, let these things show. Take my yoke upon you and learn about this love. See? Learn how love works for your uh, for your best good. Learn how that is. See? Because as you learn how love is working for your good, then you'll say, okay, good. God is lining this up for me because he's revealed this to me so that I need to prepare myself to receive that, to walk in that. No, I'm not receive, I'm not trying to receive it five years from now. I'm receiving it now because now faith is. Or the time the love has been revealed, that's the time faith, because faith works by love. So the time that love reveals the thing, faith is in operation. So you see, I want you to take my yoke and learn of me. 
This causes your souls to be at rest. So you don't have to, 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 to fight the maze that you think you're going to get. Because all of the promises of God are yes, and in him all of the promises are amen or so be it. See, so then I stop fighting trying to get what he's already given me. I begin to enjoy it. My first step might be a, a, a step that, 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 that I don't have great confidence in, but I'm going to walk in that step. His love does not fail. So I'm going to walk in that love because I took his love, his yoke upon me. So then my conversation now is going to be about how does that love work now? I'm not going to have conversations of how that love didn't work yesterday. I'm going to have conversations of how does that love work now? Glory to God. That's where God meets you. Mm, God is good. God meets you at your now. Now faith is. Amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Why? Because love is now alive, stirring up that. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost shed his love abroad in your heart. That's why out of the heart flows the issues of life. See? So I allow God to stir that love up, and I say, okay, now faith is. In fact, when you see over there in Genesis chapter 1, when it says God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, the way that it's literally translated, is in the shaking there was a making. Okay? That's what was happening. God was saying, and his words caused a shaking, and in the shaking there was a making. So when he's stirring up in your heart, that's the shaking so that the making can be made manifest. That's why you go over, you meditate. Come on, y'all. That's why you meditate on the, over, on the word of God over and over. Because in the shaking, there is a making. Okay? Because as God is, is repositioning, there you go, as God is repositioning things in your heart, then you are able to walk out the victory of that which has been repositioned, that which has been placed in the proper position. Because in, sometimes in our thinking, we, we don't think we deserve it. Well, let the shaking happen so that the making can flow. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost bring back to your remembrance what Jesus has said. Okay. In this process, you don't need to go back and hear what other people have said because the Holy Ghost is only going to bring what Jesus has said to your remembrance. It has to come to the forefront of your thinking. See, that will overcome all of the negative and any other possibilities of, of, of hurt that, that the devil has set up. See, yes, I, I do understand that in our emotions we have a pockets that we would uh, reserve for, for ourselves to protect ourselves. Okay, that's what we do. You say, well, I'm not going to let nobody do that to me. Okay, that's not what needs to come to your thinking. He needs to bring to your remembrance what Jesus said. And what Jesus said is, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Therefore, you shall not fear what man can do unto you. See, I need you to let the Holy Ghost bring that back to your remembrance. See, 
Bring back what he told Joshua. said, I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. As I was with Moses, so shall I also be with you. There shall not be any man able to stand before you all the days of your life. Bring, let him bring that back to your remembrance. See? That's how you're arming yourself with this mind that was also in Christ Jesus. Arm yourself with that. See? Take his yoke upon you and learn of him. Be covered in the love. Walk in the love. Establish in the love. Sure that the love of God that never fails has already given you what's necessary. See, I'm not looking when I get to heaven to, to find it, finally get this. No, 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 no. I have this now. Now faith is. Not now faith will be. Not now faith was. Now faith is. Because he is the God that was and is and is to come. See? So he's going to he's going to take you from your was, establish your is, and give you your future. I hope you heard that. He's going to then do something with your past, erase your past. Then he's going to establish you in your now. And then he's going to declare your future. The God that was and is and is to come. See? He, he, he wants your com- he wants your conversations to leave the words. He wants your conversations to go into the ears and the ears to come. Because the spirit of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So he wants to take you away from your, your, your past. That's why Paul says, please, forget the past. Press, press from the now into your future. See? And you will find God in all three. Please know that. You will find God in all three. And he's not mad at you because you keep trying to contact him in your past. But as you go back and talk about your past, he's there to talk about your now, the God that was and is and is to come. And, and the more conversations you have with God, woo, the more conversations you have with God about your is, the faith that is, then he'll start talking to you about the years to come. Glory to God. And then you can walk around the same way Jesus did, walk around with perpetual victory because I'm not stuck in my was. I am understanding my ears by faith. Through faith, we understand. This is what comes after uh, now faith is. The substance of things, okay, come on, let's just go over there, y'all, just so you can see this. I hope this is blessing you. <laughs> it's stirring me up again. <laughs> I guess you can tell that. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. Back up to chapter 10, just so we can go into this thing, so we can have a a, 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 a launching pad, if you would. <laughs> Chapter 10, verse 35. Okay. All right. All right. Wait a minute. I'll go up to 32. Thank you, Lord. It says, But call to remember the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great height of affliction. He says, I need for you that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. Wow, wow, wow. He said, I need for you to remember this. 
don't remember the trouble because it was trouble. Okay? Listen to what he said here. He said, call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. It didn't say you had a great fight of affliction. He said you endured it. That puts you on the winning side, doesn't it? Amen. See, a lot of times we go and we say, well, this is what happened, and we stay with the what happened. He said you endured it, which causes you to know you're still here. The fight, let it be over or not, you still endured, didn't you? See, you didn't give up. He said, bring this back to your remembrance. That, that you thought that it was going to be over, that this was going to be the end of you. He said, but you endured that. Why? Okay. Partly while you were made gazing stocks, both by reproaches and afflictions, partly while you became companions of them that were so used. How many times did we go and look for somebody that, that, that's experiencing the same thing we experienced? Girl, let me tell you what. Okay, see, no, that you get out of that thinking. He says, I need for you to remember when you, you the, the, he said you were illuminated. I need for you to remember that you were illuminated. The entrance of his word giveth light. It gives understanding to the simple. He, he's not just asking you to remember things so that you can stay where you are. He's the God that was and is and is to come. And he wants to take you to the ears so that you can enjoy the ears to come. The day after you were illuminated. Not the day that you were tested, bless the Lord God. The day that you were illuminated, that you endured this. Partly while you were made a gazing star, both by reproaches and afflictions. Partly while you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me in my bonds. And you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing that in yourself you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. He said, I need for you to think about this. I went through the same stuff. And he says that, that, that this is what happened to me now. You had compassion of me while I was in my mess. And then because of that, when I was in my bonds, he says, and you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing something. It didn't just say you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods because you won't have them no more. He said, no, you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods knowing something. What do you know? That in yourselves you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Patience is not just putting up with a thing. Patience is better defined as being consistently, constantly the same, okay? That you don't have to go back and say, okay, well, you know, I, I just, I'm going to hang on to the end. No, I'm going to be victorious through the end. I'm going to be consistently, constantly the same. God is patient. He is consistently, constantly the same. It doesn't matter what the trial is. He's consistently, constantly the same. Take this yoke upon you and learn of him. I am going to be consistently, constantly the same. Jesus was not moved because they were trying to kill him. He said, you can't kill me until it's time because I'm in my father's will. I came to do my father's will. I didn't come to do my will. I came to do the will of him that sent me. I am consistently, constantly the same. 
You have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that will shall come, will come, and will not tarry. Now, thinking about this, having this understanding, please know that the just do what? They live by faith. Glory to God. This is the way he's expecting us to live, by faith, because patience is having a perfect work with me. So, therefore, I am consistently, constantly the same. I'm not complaining. I'm not murmuring. I'm not moved by what I experience. For you have now the just, verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, goes back to thinking stupid, goes back to, 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 to questions rather than answers. Glory to God. You don't have to live in questions, beloved. You have the ability to live in answers. He sent his word to heal. Okay? He didn't say he will sin. He's already done it. You live in answers. He sent his word to heal and to deliver from all. All right? Now, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. In him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Come, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and, I, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says, you are those that believe unto the saving of the soul. Now faith is, is a continuation of chapter 10, okay? It was not a statement unto itself. So if I'm not bringing, calling to remembrance the things that cause victory in my life, then now faith is, is to me a separated, segmented scripture. They are connected. God does not talk in chapter and verse. We study in chapter and verse. Okay? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders attained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith we understand. Okay? See, that's what he's wanting us to do. Take his yoke and learn so that by faith I can understand. See, I, I, I'm not one that's reacting glory to God. I am the one that's responding. Reaction means that uh, uh, um, it's, it's a, a natural tendency. Responding is on purpose. Glory to God. See, I'm not reacting. I'm the one that initiates. See, that's why they called it the book of Acts, not the book of, re of, of, of reaction. It's the book of Acts. This was intentional, okay? You've been called or invited into that. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So in the shaking that was a making, he was framing the thing to be seen by what he was saying. Through faith, we understand that the things that were made, that the things 
which are seen were not made of things that do appear. It's, 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 it's explaining that God from his heart spoke what he wanted to be in manifestation. And so now we, through faith, understand that the things that we speak are going to be the things that we want to bring into manifestation. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. By faith, we understand. See? So then I'm not just saying things because they sound cute. I am allowing the stirring of meditating upon the word day and night. I'm allowing that process to happen over and over and over again so that I can then enjoy the manna that's from heaven. That, that I'm going to have more revelation today than I had yesterday because I decided to meditate on what he brought me yesterday. I'm going to continue to allow that to expand in my heart, see, so that the things that appear, the things that are seen are not made of the things that do appear. I, I'm no longer moved by, by, by what I see. I'm moved by the faith that's on the inside of my heart. I'm guarding my heart diligently because out of that heart flows the issues of life. Your way or God's way? Your victory is guaranteed. He's waiting for you to allow it to be alive on the inside of your heart so big that you don't see anything else, that that same glory that you've been invited into covers your life. And the, Adam was covered with the glory of God. He was covered with the honor of God so that he was not aware of the things that were surrounding him. Didn't know he was naked. Was unaffected by weather because he only talked to God in the cool of the day. Get it, get it, get it. He talked to God in the cool of the evening, the cool of the day, which means he was not going to be frustrated by anything that was other than the cool of the day. He only talked to God with the understanding of that which is cool. See? He didn't talk to God about all of the frustrations. Why? Because God's presence brings joy that can be made full. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and bless you for your word that's able to deliver us. That word that builds us up and gives us an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Thank you, Lord, that we choose to allow you to speak into our ears and our ears to come. Because we're not going to get stuck in what was. We're not going to get stuck in the past. Our past is simply a path to take us into what is and is to come. Thank you for speaking to us and not allowing us to get stuck in frustration. If we are heavy laden, if we have any burdens, we're going to come to you. Take your yoke upon us. Take your love upon us and learn of that love and find the rest unto our souls because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you for that, sir. We bless you and we honor you. 
committing it to you is done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, as we do, here we give you an opportunity now at the end of the ministry to, to ask any questions or make any comments that you would have about uh, the ministry today. So we'll uh, give you the opportunity to do that. Area code 404-295-5820. If there are any comments or questions you have about the ministry, you can ask them. Area code 295-5820. You have the mic. Any questions hey, or comments about the ministry tonight? Praise and praise and praise. Hey, Brother C, I just, how you doing? I just I'm always blessed. You're working on obedience. Okay. I just want to thank you for being constant in season and out of season, <laughs> always knowing Amen. that you're there, you know, with a word. And I just wanted to let you know I really appreciate it. And I had uh, been uh, uh, trying to get the uh, uh, cash app together so I can make a donation. And I just have not been able to uh, – can can you post it, post it again so I can just have on your uh, on your text message? So, well, uh, yeah, but you can just go to the website, livedeliverance.com, um, and just um, you'll find the Donate tab, and just um, be obedient to Lord in that regard right there. So just go to livedeliverance.com, and uh, you can you just got to do what we do. Livedeliverance.com. Okay, all right, Daniel. Thank you so much for, for for just being always there with a word. Amen, amen. Thank you for being part of the ministry tonight. Amen. Area code... Seven seven over seven seven over seven seven zero nine six four seventy five zero one. You have the mic. Any uh, comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Eric O seven seven zero nine six four seventy five zero one. I just love listening to it. I mean, it's been a blessing just to hear uh, the things that we should be doing. That sometimes we just let get by. We get, I guess, get too uh, familiar. Mm. Uh, just walk this walk but his 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 mercies are new every morning so we yes. have to get to that point where we have an expectancy uh of something refreshing uh coming from the Lord but I think and I know I've done it before where you get too familiar with it and you forget the goodness that all that was was there for you to get you where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's what the devil is expecting us to get comfortable in in in, in our challenges and not becoming the more than conqueror that he made us. And that's what he's doing all the time. He tries to get us frustrated in, in, in the place of the temptation. But even in the place of temptation for Jesus, he came to the point of saying, not my will, but thy will be done. That was just not a complacent statement. That was a statement of faith because he already knew what was supposed to happen. He was sent to heal and deliver. He was not just sent to massage himself and say, okay, I don't like this, God. I want you to change that. No, he was sent to be the deliverer. He knew that. So that was a not my will, but thy will. I know we've used it as, um, you know, when I don't understand or I don't like it. No, Jesus knew exactly what it was. And yet he went on and did it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we 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 get to like you said that complacency is something else. We yes. we forget the power that God has given us 
Yeah. You said, I think you said it uh, earlier, to call those things to be not as though they were. Yeah. You know, we yeah. God is placing us the, the ability to to create a new future yes. of what yes. we yes. belong to. We, we, we keep looking at our past and looking at the problem, but we Correct. forgot the answer's Correct. already been there all the time. Yes. yes. So he's given us the answer. Yeah. He the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's given us answers, yeah. then we need to move toward the future. You know. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Through faith, we understand. Thank you, my brother. Glad to again have you on the call as part of the ministry. Appreciate that. Area code six seven eight eight five one three three two two. Area code six seven eight eight five one three three two two. Any questions, uh, comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead, you have the you have the mic. Here it goes, six seven eight 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 five one three three two two. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yeah, I hello, enjoyed the ministry tonight. Amen. Glad to have you on the call. And had I'm Thank glad you. you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's just it's just good. It's good, brothers and sisters, to 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 um to fellowship with you. Because again, these are not um, um, these are not things that I'm trying to tell you. You got to do, and I'm not doing them. You know, I, I'm 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 learning more and more how to walk in the revelation, so that I can enjoy the victory. Because that's what He wants for us all. He wants us. He's called us into the victory. But because sometimes we don't think from the perspective of victory, we think from the perspective of work. Then we kind of give up on the plan of God. So this is what we're all learning together. Area code four zero four five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Glory to God. Area oh, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. And again, like the sister said, uh, for being constant, I appreciate that, and and continuing to point us toward the Lord instead of just what we can do, but trust in God at every turn. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Wow, wow, trusting God at every turn. You know, that's interesting. As you say that, I'm just because he said we supposed to we supposed to go the straight and narrow. So then, if I trust mm-hmm. in God at the turn, He'll make the turn straight. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amen. Just, just the, the way He the way He does that, the way He shows things up like that, so that we can we can enjoy victory. We can stop condemning ourselves. Because when I get to a fork in the road, bless the Lord God, he's going to lead me down the straight and the narrow. I don't preach myself having right now. Well, <laughs> thank all of y'all for uh, joining us here on LivesandLivers.com. So please go to the website and find the donate tab uh, and, and, and allow God to tell you uh, what seed you should give here at LivesandLivers.com. That's the way we stay on the air is through the, um, the, the free will offerings and the covenant uh, partners that we have. Uh, that, that, that continue to sow into the ministry so that we can get the word out. Not that the word can only go out through us, but that we can get the word out to live the word, and that's going to cause things to change quickly because when they see us walking the word out day by day, facing whatever it is, then that's what's going to draw them. That's why Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So, again, we just thank you for uh, participating here. Uh, also, tell your friends, 
how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings. Just go to the Blog Talk Radio and uh, allow the things that God is uh, developing in your life to be shared with them so that they can do the same process. So until the next time that we get together next Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until the next time, love you. Be blessed.